The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Hello, everyone. Welcome to My Brother, My Brother, Me, an advice show for the modern era. Uh, before we get into the advice this week, just want to give a huge uh, welcome, uh, a, a welcome aboard to the new official uh, house chef for uh, My Brother, My Brother, Me Productions, Mabim Bem Prod, uh, Miss, Miss Paula Dean, mm. Bella, Bella of the South. God, guys, oh, these craft services are... Mm-hmm. They're hot, just they're hard to get through. They require this a cream lasagna is delicious. It's, there's a lot of chewing, a lot of crunching, a lot of snapping and smacking it's of the jaws and gums. Carnival of textures. Now I know what you're wondering, uh, friends at home. My, Paula Dean, she's a bigot. Yeah. Wait, that's exactly right. She is. <laughs> you are correct. You are correct about that. Uh, although. You know, all she did was use a couple. What are words? What you know, are words? Think, we give, think about it. We give words their power. You know what I mean? We give words their power. And for us, the words have given us the power to get Paula Deen at, at an extreme discount. It's mm-hmm. it, We're talking about extreme restraints, coupon code, sexabunga levels of, of cheapness. <laughs> Just really a great value. It's sort of a house strategy here, my brother, my brother, mm-hmm. and me. We uh we employ famous racists. Mm-hmm. That's kind of our thing, <laughs> because once they're outed as like really racist, mm-hmm. see we're all white, yeah. so it's not as much of a thing where we're afraid they're gonna malign us, right? Because we so, know we can get away with it ultimately because of our obscene right. privilege. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so with our our with our straight white male privilege and ability to suss out bargains mm-hmm. we can get deeply discounted racist i mean we got paula dean for a song i mean she's fantastic she's cooking up a storm that that song was written by leonard skinner too because that song she's, was so- she is holy shit such a <laughs> that racist. song was song of the south mm-hmm. was the one that we got her for uh can you guys think of any other who i'm trying to think who else on staff we picked up uh for for well, we got really- mel gibson oh wow that he was is a the, huge steal. He was a, and as for, my suggestion to you, if you need security for uh, an event or let's mm-hmm. say a live podcast, uh, highly recommend Mel. I mean, you can't have him now. He's ours. He's ours. He does him. terrific, terrific work. It's not so much that he is physically imposing, but yes. Um, although I don't know, he's kind of uh, I want to say disintegrated a little bit since the Beaver. Maybe he's not quite as burly as he once was in a, uh, say, a science. Um, but, but man, he is just, nobody wants to be around him. Like, nobody wants to sort of even enter his, his field of view. So, like, he, he's a very effective bouncer and security man in that mm-hmm. sense. Uh, we, we've also uh, had great success with uh, 
with uh, uh, Michael Richards, it not only keeps us in stitches, but keeps our laundry looking really, really clean. He does, he does some punch-up, and then when we don't need the punch-up, which is never, um, he'll, you know, he'll clean off the mics for us. He'll get, he'll... Mm-hmm. Uh, He'll change the spit filters. Is that a thing in a mic? I, ironically, you know, the only problem I've had with him uh, doing our laundry? What's that? He's not so hot at separating the whites, no. which is surprising <laughs> to me. You would think that that would be a strong like thing for yeah. him. That would be a thing. These are, no. This is shocking. What was, it, what was the shit he said? What was it? I, I promised myself I'd never forget the shit he said right after he said that shitty shit on the stage. And then he, he like, tried to, like, play it off, like... It's words are power. These are, these are the things that we say. Like dog, you need to fucking you you have finished. You have you have completed. <laughs> That's where you just go. Well, I'm done. Bye, everybody. No. we uh, also got uh, Garrison right. Keeler, um, <laughs> which is weird. Which is weird. Not a racist, uh, but I don't think his agent knew that, and so it really it worked out <laughs> we pretty got well. Got him for us. at racist rates. Mm-hmm. Let's right. just put it that way. No, We've not been right. trying to get him to say some racist stuff. Nothing. He just won't do it. Huh? No. Wait. <laughs> no. Not right now. No, dog. No, I don't need a massage right now, dog. The bounty hunter. Thank you. <laughs> Is dog no. the bounty hunter not? Yeah, dog the bounty hunter. Uh, uh, racist, but big hands. Yeah, strong hands, great for a massage. Yeah. Uh, whenever you need him. Is this our most slanderous intro ever? Uh, everything we've said has been a joke. I'm, Parody, I'm not fair, going to fair use. Of less than a minute. Garrison of Keeler is a huge racist. Garrison <laughs> Keeler hates people of any color. Any color. <laughs> Indiscriminate with his hate. If they're not translucent, if they're not ghosts, Garrison Keeler is is just not interested in communing with them. Uh, by the way, I'm Justin McElroy, and I'm your oldest brother. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm your middlest brother. I'm Griffin McElroy. I'm your I'm your sweet baby brother. Uh, this is our advice show where we help people, and not just disadvantaged racists, uh, former celebrity racists. Well, okay, former celebrity, current racists. It's kind of a co-op of, of current celebrity racists. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little bit of everybody here, uh, but but let's, let's start to help people, or else our entire support system is for naught, and how else are we going to... Uh, keep them uh, in the lifestyle to which they become accustomed. The hate, the hateful lifestyle. The hateful lifestyle. I love my job. However, it is an unusual occupation. I'm a seamstress for a company that makes costumes and accessories for anime fans, furries, and bronies. And yes, Griffin, we make Pokemon costumes. I don't know why you need like why. My problem why is that Griffin on blast. Right. My problem is that during a small talk with strangers. No, sorry. My problem is during small talk with strangers, not a small talk that you have with strangers. Uh, people always ask what you do, which causes all sorts of problems. Some people assume I'm into these things, which I'm not. Or it results in me answering tons of questions, usually the same. What should I do, brothers? Uh, should I just lie about my job? Or is there a quick sentence that can explain my job without the assumptions or repetitive questions? That's from Gmail. There's no shame in lying about you. I lie about my job all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. If if you're over sixty, you do not know what I do. Nope, I, I am a special interest. It. I am a pop culture journalist. If you if that <laughs> seriously, I've dropped that on him. Um, I write about electronics. That's that lends itself to again. I'm not ashamed of my job. As if you're not my peepaw. I've had the I've had to lie trying to explain what a podcast is to people, and it always ends up just being like I'm on an internet radio show. And that's about it. That's right, because if you don't have to, that. if you don't have to explain what a podcast is, then they, people already know who you are. 
Yes. My job is easier uh, to explain when I don't talk about what I actually do, which is I'm the managing editor of a video game website. That's not like management is not actually that hard for people to comprehend, but I usually just say that I review video games because A, that's, it's oh more God, glamorous, yeah. and B, easier to explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, when some people don't even comprehend that. So I end up saying, uh, well, you know how like Roger Ebert did for movies? Oh, no. I do that for video games. And then I realized one day I said that, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> If that's right, I'm the Roger Ebert of video <laughs> games. That's but I feel me. like every games writer does that. So every games writer is the Roger Ebert of video games. There's there's yeah. a, a point of diminishing returns on that analogy. Imagine I trying think- to explain that you don't write reviews, you write news, and people are like, I don't, why, how can there be news about this thing I don't give a fuck about? <laughs> right. There is. Trust us. There's lots. There's so much. <laughs> how, what about this? What about you just stare him dead in the eye and say, I enable fantasy. Ooh, and then you I am sit. a dream maker. I enable dreams to come birthed from the the dreamscape to corporeal form. I am the modern day I am the modern day Geppetto. Mm-hmm. I'm a Geppetto bringing your fantasies to life. And then this is essential. Do not expound. In fact, don't speak anymore. Do if you can speak anymore. Don't leave the room. Don't exit the conversation. Just do not respond. If you can pull a Fushigi ball out of your pocket and then start twirling it around <laughs> like in Labyrinth and talk about how you make fantasies come true. If you can just be dressed up like Jareth. Mm-hmm. No one will talk to you. That'll be good. Yeah. That'll and also you won't have to explain what your job is because people will just be like, oh, he's a, Why he's a troll king. A, a costumer. People understand that, yeah, right? Yeah, a costume seamstress. Or you make you make costumes for people. Do you really need to sorts. go into... The individual, like when someone asks me what I do, I say that you know I'm a theater technician, and then I don't go on to explain what I build. Yeah, every you, day. you don't have to say that you like take regular dog costumes and you sew dicks onto them. <laughs> you don't have to mention. Oh, that. that was hateful. Not all of the furry culture is about sex. I'm sorry. I can't believe I fell into that that pitfall so quickly. We've got you. We've gotten so much better over the years. I know. I have gotten so much better, and I, I honestly, I, I I understand that community. It was a closed-minded statement, and I apologize. And to that community, that was a joke. In uh, it was a loving joke that we were laughing at with you. So join in. I don't think they're laughing. Us. I don't think they're laughing. We're laughing with so, someone, but it's. I don't think it's them. And I think I fucked can up. Can we say that they take anime costumes and sew dicks onto them? Well, every costume should have a dick on it somewhere. <laughs> right. Otherwise, why are you making a costume? This is a beautiful My Little Pony costume. Could I get a dick on it? <laughs> can you just slip a dick in there? Just wherever. <laughs> I, yeah, it doesn't have to be uh, anatomically correct. Just... Under the armpit is fine. Just Guys, need a dick on there. Let's get off the dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Done. I, I I I can totally understand where this person is coming from, and I would I would honestly I think if you just say I am a costumer, people will people mm-hmm. will sort of get where you're coming from, and they will think that it's fun. You do not have to go into the specificity of what type of Pokemon costumes you do sell. But if you have Vulpix, uh, hit me up. My numbers. Five one two five five two eight Vulpix. <laughs> it's five one two Vulpix, and then just get me back to that. I'm not interested in and, Nine Tails. Or you Please. can email him uh, at Vulpix or it didn't happen at gmail.com. Right. Hey, sorry, Travis. Did you say Gpail? <laughs> I did. Okay. I it's did true. That's for some that, reason. That's where you send me. I was enjoying me... my joke so much. <laughs> you uh, you send me pictures of of real human beings in Vulpix costumes. And then I put them in the G pail, which is to say the garbage pail. <laughs> I will file it right there. Thank you. No, I'm just kidding. Is Hit G-Pail me up with that. With the price. G pail's probably taken. 
Uh, Griffin, how about a Yahoo answer? I can do a Yahoo, a Yahoo answer. answer servers. Um, we got a lot in this week. Thank you to everybody who sent this one. Uh, this this one was sent in by uh, Daniel Geller. It's by Yahoo Answers user Economics Dicky, who asks, "What does an average American look like? What does an average American look like?" That that was the headline in Paula the Dean. Do you want to take this? <laughs> oh no. She just says, what? <laughs> Fat. Oh, Paula. Um, uh. Let's, we do not, we got to be careful here because we do not want to come off as either racial, gender, hetero, age, normative in any way. There's got to be a way to thread this needle without. Oh, God bless. Um, there's got to be some amount of American look like? delicacy. I think we can uh, say big. I think we can say we don't have to say fat, but big. There's a lot of there's a lot to the average American. Confident in in in. Uh, nope. You say nothing. you say confident. Like I I I feel that, but it's not a really a physical attribute unless it's like the mm. way that they're carrying they themselves. Their posture. You know, you look at someone, you look at their deportment, and you say, "Well, oh, that's a confident." Some you bitch. look at their what? The de- their de- their deportment, how they carry themselves. I don't understand why you want to deport all the Americans. Uh, oh, no. You know what? One thing I've found is that my uh, view of what the average American looks like has been extremely skewed by where I live, which is uh, in West Virginia, uh, where people are more rotund as a rule. I am mm-hmm. I am a gentleman of some half myself, but i uh, trying to shed those LBs, first off, number one. Number two, I'm not – in for here – I'm pretty good. Yeah, you're doing for, you're doing great. For where I live, I'm pretty good. And it's funny when I go to a place like LA oh, yeah. and I'll walk into a building, I think like, oh man, I'm the fast person in here. <laughs> and you can actually rate my physical attractiveness as like I'm flying cross country. Like as I'm coming back to Huntington, West Virginia, I'm getting like more and more attractive. Right. As mm-hmm. the plane as as the plane capacity diminishes. Yeah. I'm actually getting stuck. I think it's when they open when they open the doors and sort of the the there's a decompression and yeah, then like, the plane still gets got the LA air so right when the plane months. gets full of West Virginia air it's like you you go like three notches up the hot or not scale yeah oh, it's like when Superman you know the difference between the yellow sun and the red that's sun. right that's right only the yellow sun in this case is a Jolly Pirate donut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, we lost one of the. We lost one of the. We're down to one, Jolly Pirate donut. Oh, dang. oh which one we lose? We lost the one on First Street ah. near Kroger and and. Uh, that was the one BNT. I always went to. So wait, so we only have the one uh, on Route sixty. Yeah, so we only have the one on Route sixty, which perplexingly sells uh, donuts and heroes. Yep. Not heroes, heroes. Uh, I don't know why they've. Pre- well, it's the Alexandropoulos family that runs runs the joint. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would make sense. So uh, uh, this is just a, a, a cry for help uh, to all of our listeners. If you drive through Huntington, West Virginia, please stop at the Route 60 Jolly Pirate Donuts. Let's yeah. keep the hope alive. Just keep the lights on. The donuts are – the box that they come in looks like a treasure chest. Right, and that's the most it's exciting the thing to see. Like oh you wake God. up and it's Sunday morning. You're like, ah, church. And then you go downstairs and it's like – a fucking bounty, a royal bounty for you. Maybe a pirate yeah. body here. Nope, it's your <laughs> Traders dad. Traders from the East Indies have brought <laughs> a collection of the finest donuts. <laughs> I love Travis's elephant hunter, old-timey elephant hunter voice. 
What are some of the uh, where some of the people volunteer there, Griffin? Um, some pretty. Hold on, wait. But before you answer that, I do want to tell you, everyone, that gpail.com goes to iggypop.com. <gasps> so I don't know if that's a nickname of his, but if not, it is now. Is it like spelled G E E P A L E? Like G? That dude is very pale because that <laughs> that is a description true of Iggy Pop. Um, there's a lot of xenophobic shit up this Yahoo. Uh, not on the internet. They look almost nothing at all like you see on television or in their films. Almost all white Americans have huge big eyes, flat wide noses, very wide mouths, square jaws, and are all teeth. What? Well, <laughs> Americans' bodies are composed entirely of teeth. <laughs> teeth. Um, most white American guys have their crew or buzz cut hair or the Martin Sheen uh-huh. haircut. What the fuck does that even mean? What is a Martin Give Sheen Give me a haircut? Martin Sheen uh, and wear clothes two to three size bigger to their body size with tennis shoes and white socks. Most what? white American women look like Cass Elliot or are very thin 70s Marsha Brady plain looking with long hair and Brooke Shields eyebrows. Man, this guy's painting a fucking wow. picture. They all wear tight jeans, ski pants or shorts with oversized T-shirts and flat shoes. Both what? genders always dress up only on Sundays in the 60s looking clothing. Is this an alien writing this? <laughs> Is this our is this our entry the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? <laughs> That's messed up. Who wrote this? Um, this is the most detailed answer. Some of them get like light tan skin, five nine, chubby, and just okay looking. Like, all right, that actually <laughs> okay. That guy's kind of got a number. Out, are they outside my house? <laughs> and hey, asshole, I'm five eight. So nice try. Girls, tight jeans or sweatpants and a sweatshirt or a brand, na- brand name t-shirt, like Abercrombie, American Eagle, Hollister, or Arrow. Guys, oversized jeans and brand name t-shirt. That's what I see every day, anyway. Brands. Brands. All around. I'm a McDonald's. What? What does that mean? I like generic t-shirts. I only buy my t-shirts at Piggly Wiggly or Kroger. Mm-hmm. I actually own a Piggly Wiggly t-shirt and some Radio Shack pants. <laughs> they got lots of pockets. In which I store 19 batteries. For you my, need a battery? Need a battery? One. What do you got? Game Gear? Ooh, I don't know if I got six double A's. Just kidding. Of course I do. <laughs> I absolutely Let me do. get down in my Game Gear pocket. I want to help somebody else. I've recently been drafted by a group of friends into a fantasy football league, which is a sport I have effectively zero interest in and an activity I don't understand and therefore fear deeply. Is there any way to take part in this league and not embarrass myself? While at the same time avoiding actually learning anything about football in the process. That's from Sam from Lakewood. <laughs> Sam, why did fucking, you agree to do this? This Damn. fucking guy. How can I get better at this thing without trying? <laughs> and also, I didn't want to do it anyway, but I'm doing it. Did you, like, literally get drafted? Like, your number was up? And it was like, <laughs> Sam, you're Guys. in. What? No, no. Guys, you gotta help me. I'm, I'm 1A in the football draft. <laughs> what you know what do is you gotta do. chop your finger off. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only way to get out of the draft. Yeah, it's like I tried to hit the. Let me hit the space bar on my keyboard. Ah, no can do. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, um, I mean, I'm in a I'm in a fantasy football league, and I don't know anything about football. It hasn't slowed me down. I mean, it slowed me down from doing well in the league. Yeah, but, I mean, but. I'm pretty sure I came in dead last place because I kept forgetting to set my set my team for the week. But that's not because I'm I don't give a shit. It's just I'm very I'm very busy. I think the. The, the most the nice thing is like depending on what service you're using, most of them say like who is the best. They'll one. make some 
who's the best one. You can usually just ask your computer aloud who is the best one, and and you and you can do a lot that way. Um, there's also like when you're doing the actual draft, you can get a top 200 rankings, and once you've just sort of gone down that list. Once you've extended past that list, but at that point it's just guessing. It's just it is just who's gonna be a, who's gonna be good this year? Can you get to the fucking ball fields and like check these dudes out? I'm here. I figured out the solution. One oh, word, God. three syllables. Okay, Moneyball. You're talking about sabermetrics now. Yeah. Okay, I like this. Uh, you need I don't to know watch anything. the movie Moneyball. Okay, we haven't seen it, so we can't make this uh-huh. advice any more applicable. Okay, and then you need to hire Jonah Hill. Um, I watched that run your team for you. The problem is, I watched Moneyball, and the math of Moneyball is all based on fucking points on the board, and like that mm-hmm. works for Moneyball, but for fantasy football, it's like you don't want a nose tackle that is going to get a lot of touchdown scores because it's gonna put the, the points. He's going to put the points up. He is, but I think it's he, actually he's negative. A little bit older. I think he's it's sixty-two. Negative. Still some life left in him. It's negative points if your if your defense gets uppity uh-huh. and decides to start scoring touchdowns. It's like guys, oh. you have a very specific job. We don't need you showboating mm-hmm. and and taking it to the taking it to the red zone. But you could do. You always see that in sports movies though, where it's like we need a kicker, and then they like bring in the dude who's like. You know, he's he's just been the worst tackle all his life, mm-hmm. and then he turns out to be an amazing kicker. Sure. So why don't you, in your fantasy football draft, maybe draft some people in that aren't in the positions? <laughs> That's fun. So for your lead quarterback, for your lead quarterback, you went ahead and you picked the coach of the team, which is interesting. <laughs> I don't know how you hacked the website in order to do that. Your offensive line is the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, which is inter- that's an interesting strategy. Um, Moneyball. Money. Ran- you did Moneyball it, though, so I guess Randy- I gotta give you points where points are due. Zero of them, specifically. Randy Moss. All right. That's your, Just, that's your insider tip. Justin with a hot tip. You gotta get to the, you gotta get to the pitch, and you gotta <laughs> scope these dudes out. You gotta, here's, here's an important lesson I learned when nearly all of my players were injured simultaneously is you gotta <laughs> scope out these dudes' injurability. Because if you can make it to the end without anybody fucking dying or murdering somebody, then you have picked a damn good team. Look at their bones. Ask about their bones. How do your bones feel, Jermichael? <laughs> Jermichael, can I inquire about your Mr. bones? Friendly, uh, tell me about your bones. How, specifically How your leg bones, because, man, I need those good. <laughs> <laughs> your holding bones would be ideal, too. How about if, you're, <laughs> if, you're, if your ball-holding bones... <laughs> which, which arm do you use to just sort of tuck that ball in? Your right one? Let me check out that right tip. Looking pretty good, Jermichael. Drink this milk. Special milk. <laughs> it's got ball bearings in it. <laughs> it's gonna lubricate you. Uh, I think you gotta get out of this league, Sam. Sam, you gotta get out of this league. No matter how hard you work at this, you're gonna go- come up against a wall of disinterest from no, you, I'm yourself. It. Here's how you get out of it. First meeting, right? Show up to the draft wearing a wizard's robe and carrying a sword and say, I'm ready for the fantasy. <laughs> right. And then they're going to ask you to leave. Yep. Say you were prepared by your fantasy seamstress, and now you're ready to fucking <laughs> rocket to Russia. Uh, you could also try to make it seem like you know too much about football uh, to be in the league. Here, here's how I'd recommend doing that. Go in and ask your buddy, so uh, do you draft an entire team defense 
or do you draft individual defensive players? And then when they answer that, then you tell them that you've done that before and you it's beneath you. You can't do that again. Right. And then it'll make it seem like you love football and you love drafts. You just don't love this football and, draft. And then when you draft the worst team ever drafted in fantasy football <laughs> history, that illusion will be so mysterious to them because they'll be like, damn, I thought Jeff knew shit. I thought Jeff knew the shit about this. You could, but you could play that out like with every pick you make. If it's really bad, just act like you're way more plugged in. You wrote down oh, Chris you... Sabo. What the fuck? Are you... <laughs> shh, 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 shh. Got some insider just lay your tips. Finger beside your nose and wink. I checked out Sabo's bones. He's, that dude's collar. That dude's collarbones are fucking tight. I, I, I checked out his say bones. <laughs> his eyeballs. His eyeballs. I won't lie. Leave a lot to be desired. Not a lot of glasses allowed on the pitch. But this guy's collarbones. Disgusting. He's ripped. You could. You could great Gruyere on this guy's collarbones. They're amazing. His say bones. God, I, I miss Chris say bones. Me too. Oh, Love that cat. Uh, when here's a quickie. When you're staying at a friend's house, are you allowed to use their shower stuff? That's from Sneaky Shower Sampler. I, my answer is 100 percent yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. They should have put that stuff in our locking key. <laughs> that's that's you're welcome to friend hotel, and they've oh they've set out some nice little oh thank you shampoos. Here. You, Sometimes I'll try both the soaps in there. You need to keep on. your scalp. Shoot my armpits. You gotta see how it goes. You gotta keep your scalp away from them though you gotta you gotta make because it's it's an assumed thing but like it can lead to some fucking sticky situations his wife turns the corner into the kitchen and gets that whiff that familiar old spice whiff and mm. it's like hey honey i'm but it's you mm. she just really called you honey now there's some fucking tension in the mix and then they're divorced and then they're now, divorced. we don't this doesn't apply See, I have a quandary about this, though, right? Like, does this apply to bar soap? Because, no. okay, the initial reaction is like, okay, I don't want to rub somebody else's skin f on my skin. Well, skin skin is a best-case scenario when you're <laughs> talking. They're butt dirt. They're okay? butt, they're dirt, butt dirt. They're They're But grease. here's the thing. We're talking about an object that is specifically designed to eliminate the danger but it's of not, butt dirt. It's not like a magic thing that banishes the dirt like it's and we also need to address justin are you just taking that bar of soap and just <laughs> like to your butt are you directly getting it, that bar of soap in your butt because we fucking stayed <laughs> oh, we sorry, stayed wait, in the wait, same on. fucking hotel room in los angeles <laughs> like a week ago <laughs> because i i because i want to get all my butt dirt out be daddy's clean boy i'm suddenly the pervert here. you're not daddy you sense Okay, first of all, I'm pissed off because that first day you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll take the first shower. No big. Little did I know you were fucking <laughs> claiming that bar of soap so that nobody could ever use it again, even though I did because I didn't know you were fucking a fucking butt soap enthusiast. Yeah, please be more specific, Griffin, about the parts of my anatomy on which you are comfortable being being uh, a secondhand rubber. If it doesn't yours. touch me in a hug, I'm not interested in it. <laughs> So you thought that I was I was washing and showering and doing my regular shower business, but leaving my crevices unmolested. Like maybe using a washcloth like a fucking sane adult. Hey, fucking Ooh. Clouseau, did you see a washcloth in the shower? There were two literally on the shelf right next to it. Were they used? 
No, but I thought maybe there were that four and your... you used two. I thought there were four and you used two. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were so just for doing. You thought I was just doing semaphore there in the shower. Please send liquid soap. Help. <laughs> I don't want my grimy butt dirt to be passed on to the next generation. Oh, but you McElroy's. did. Can you... Oh, that bar of soap. They didn't change it, too, because it was I... the worst hotel ever. I really want to stop talking about your guys' butt dirt exchange. Uh, that makes one of us. Let's talk about okay. farm wisdom. Farm wisdom. Get a piece of straw. Here's hee haw farm wisdom. That's pretty good. Um, Sam sent us a really lovely picture of a real live baby cow that he uh, had uh, that he was with in the picture because he was holding a piece of paper saying MBMBAM June 2013. You sure wasn't a chop? So it looked pretty real. I'll post it. I'll post it on Twitter. Everybody can uh, take a peek. I photoshopped myself into a lot of pictures with cows just to brag. That's fair. Um, show off. This bit of farm wisdom comes from Elizabeth, uh, and she says, Raccoons, perceived as mere pests and trash diggers in urban environments, are stone-cold assassins who will murderize your ducks under the cover of night. Sure. Their paw prints look exactly like baby hand prints, and supposedly early settlers believed there were tiny babies walking around on their hands in the woods. How the fuck did we win? This country. How the fuck no. were we the conquerors when we thought fucking baby we had baby duck thieves? Oh, those are those those forest babies, the babies of the woods. Um, and this next one comes from Fred, and Fred says uh, his girlfriend's mom uh, dropped a nugget of farm wisdom on him. If you see a turtle crossing the road, it's going to rain. The more turtles you see in the day, the worse it rains. That seems like dog shit to me. No, I don't want to confuse old wives' tales with farm wisdom. Right. Like no, that I, I actually, I actually looked it up. I checked it out because I wanted to confirm this, and that really is a thing. It has to do with like them moving to find water and such. That apparently, the more turtles you see, the bigger it's going to rain because they're anticipating it. How do the turtles? Know How do something? the fucking turtles? Are the turtles moving out of where it's not going to rain towards where the rain's going to happen? Now, now you're getting beyond my knowledge. Because if so, like that would be a pretty dope scene in Twister. <laughs> if they're like, we got to chase down this fucking deadly F5 funnel cloud. How are we going to pull this off? And then, um, Helen Hunt? Helen Hunt? <laughs> I'm not sure. Helen Hunt or Laura Dern? Helen Hunt? It's, uh, uh, it's definitely Helen. Helen in Hunt. Twister 2 is Laura Dern. Helen Hunt, mm -hmm. then, in Twister 1. I guess the scene would work in either film. Gets out of box at turtles. <laughs> And then the fucking turtles get sucked up into the cloud, but the turtles have sensors attached to their backs. <laughs> and so, Bill Pullman? Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton? Achieves his live stream. Bill uh, Polkston? I'm going to edit all that together, and it's going to sound like I'm not having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to pay for Griffin's stroke bill some way, so let's go to the money zone. Can we go to the money ball? basically our only sponsor for the money zone this week and if you by the way would like to be a sponsor uh go to maximumfund.org for slash jumbotron and you can uh wish someone happy birthday happy anniversary put out a personal or commercial message anything you want head over there uh our our one sponsor though we're very happy to have is uh an adult an adult wonderland really i would call I them call a it. super duper store a mm -hmm. super duper store called extremerestraints.com they are also merchants of fantasy. That's true. 
That's true. You want to talk about somebody who maybe has a hard time explaining their job. How about the guy that has to pack up the clitoris enhancer clip pump kit f- for shipping to you <laughs> at a at a really great discount? I can. I, He's I don't in the import export business. I don't. You guys just keep you keep listing off different jobs, and I'll tell you what they actually tell their friends and family. About. Okay, dil uh, dildo mold cleaner. They clean sculptor. out sculptor. Sculptors, yeah, that works. Uh, the guy who writes slut onto the impressions paddles. Calligrapher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're saying that someone's going to tell me that they're a professional calligrapher, and I'm going to yeah. let that combo drop? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. What do you calligraphize? Like wedding invitations? In a manner of speaking. In a, man- in a manner <laughs> of speaking. It is inviting right. to some. Travis. <laughs> to some individuals. What about the guy who individually tests each rump shaker vibrating anal plug? Uh, that would be R and D. I mean R and D. Okay. Yeah, research and development. Thank you. Uh, who? What about the guy that picks the model that displays the spider mouth gags? Uh, talent scout. <laughs> okay, you're pretty good at this. I'll give it. But if you uh, would like to see all these uh, different career opportunities, they're all at extremerestraints.com. What about the person the gra- that tries masturbating to all the pictures before they <laughs> can put it up on the web? Because before they put up a picture on their website, somebody has to successfully masturbate to that picture. Focus group. Damn. Damn, you're good. I don't think you can be uh, a professional focus group member, though. That's not <laughs> a very, uh, I, I'm a focus group of one. I get paid in Teddy Grahams. Uh, the, you can uh, get everything on this website for 20% off. All you need to do is use a coupon code from us, and it's Sexabunga, which is spelled just like it sounds. Uh, but I would not recommend saying it out loud. Or, yeah, because the fucking Prism. Prism could be listening, and then they'll fucking leak it to a coupon site. We can't have that, guys. you got to keep this coupon code secret. But don't keep it so secret that you uh, forget to use it and pick yourself up uh, an ostrich tickler. I don't have that. Any- was actually the job that I tell people I do. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the host of NPR's Bullseye. And I'm Jordan Morris, another guy. Jordan and I have been friends for a really long time, and we co host the comedy podcast Jordan Jesse Go together. Jordan, what would you say Jordan Jesse Go is all about? Well, uh, it's about funny stories, um, crazy ideas, swearing. So basically nothing. Yeah, nothing. But we always have fun and funny celebrity guests from the worlds of comedy, television, music, everything. I think you're actually going to like being radio friends with us. Yeah. Check out Jordan Jesse Go online at MaximumFun.org or free in iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Do you guys know Yahoo? Absolutely. This Yahoo was sent in by Ira Ray. Are you Ira What Ray? happened to you? I, I'm sorry. I was waiting for the question, and I wanted to say something funny about it, and I'm sorry. You choked. You don't even know what the question is yet. How are you going to... Idiot. Okay. I was just opening my mind and getting ready. Okay. Uh, who wants to know? Uh, it's by Yahoo Answers user Nigel, who asks, Is it fun to butt chug Diet Pepsi Max? <gasps> I was wondering if doing it gets you buzzed faster than normal. Yeah, what's irritating is I've been having a hard time finding Pepsi Max lately, and I guess this is where it's all been going. Because <laughs> you'd have to do this a lot to get buzzed <laughs> off it. Yeah. When he says buzzed, does he mean like like a caffeine boost? Well, the Max or? the Max has some, what, like some guarana, some Josta shit up in, right? Oh. Okay. Yeah. What is butt chugging? Butt chugging is, uh, um, it's when, you know how like you're, you get thirsty 
in your mouth mm-hmm. and your throat. And the way you remedy that is to pour liquid down it and just like send it down the right pipe. Uh huh. This is the wrong pipe. This is this is the this is the uh-huh. wrongest pipe for this particular activity. But there are certain individuals. It's like a genetic flaw. Um, that like your mouth and throat gets thirsty, your butt gets like super. It's called dry butt. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've never had that. Well, it's because we well, don't. That's because you wash your butt so. Much. In the in the McElroy kitchen Punnett Square, dry butt doesn't appear anywhere in the in the mix. It's not a, it's not a recessive mm-hmm. or a dominant trait. So we we didn't even run the risk of having it. But there are a lot. Yeah, we have the wettest butts. There are, I wouldn't say we have wet butts out loud on a podcast, Travis, <laughs> but I would say that they are they are um, a, moist av- butts. They are of average um, moisture. Moisture, yes. Um, okay. So this is this is like a also also teenagers do it to get fucked up because they're dumb. Yep. Why don't they just put it in their regular holes? Because when you put it in your butt, it absorbs more efficiently. Yeah. Does it though? Yeah. They've got to be. Oh, I don't no. believe. I think that kids are the dumbest things that exist. Kids between the ages of 10 and 19. I'm sorry if you are listening and you fall into that category. I don't, I think they're the dumbest, but I don't think that they would butt chug or colon roll if it didn't, if it didn't get results. But somebody had to do it the first time. Like there had to be a pioneer who was like, I've I've got it, you guys. A 13 year old was doing it because they were trying to early pledge for a frat because the world is <laughs> fucked, and we're all dead. Children are our future, and our future is looking pretty shitty, if you ask me. They, there's a, there's a, a problem that I have with butt chugging. Uh, just the one? <laughs> <laughs> that you do it. That's the issue. That it I, exists. Uh, do you, is it... I mean, what about the taste? Don't you miss the taste of alcohol? Well, you ca- you catch some of that with your taste buds. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is accurate. I think you're starting to lie to me about butt chugging now. Well, no, because like when you eat food, some of your taste buds come off with the food and they go down in the bolus. Can I tell you guys something that is so sad to me is that we have been doing this show for this long and we have gone to so many depraved corridors of humanity that when I'm introduced to the concept and the opportunity to discuss this idea of butt chugging, it is not even remarkable enough to me on the landscape of human depravity right. that I can come up with anything too like useful to say about it. Like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess I'm, people do everything. We're talking about te- literal teenagers literally pouring liquids up their body, and I'm just mm-hmm. kind of sleepy. That's like yeah, where but, I'm at. It's like I could. I huh. was just thinking about how great it would be to take a nap right now. Do you think that's what getting old is? When people are like, "Why?" Well, I, I mean, it takes all kinds. You know, like they say stuff like that. It's like because they've seen how bad it gets everywhere with everything mm-hmm. that they can't find it in their hearts to be moved. Well, yeah, because like, by, th- and that's also what death is. Death is like you see the last thing, and you're like, "Ah, like oh, vagina chewing. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I I peaked at vagina eating, and now I'm done." Are we accelerating our own, like, uh, are our deaths going to approach us quicker because we've 
seen and or secondhand experience like more of the things i like, know are we because burning because through like, life experiences like in the giver we need to have children that we pass along i don't want to give any experiences to I'll, and then we can die i would rather inject these kids and put them down the chute to continue the giver analogy <laughs> no fucking way <laughs> No fucking way. Yeah, My kids can never know about this program. To answer, if I were oh, children... You, I am fucking burying everybody's computers in a vault. <laughs> Seriously. And, and yes, Justin, we, I feel like we, are mo- like we are definitely moving ourselves faster to the grave with this podcast. Because I was shooting There's, for 250 when we started, and now I feel like I'm on death's door before we even get to 200. Wait, you're saying that you wanted to live to 250 years old? 250 episodes, not years. Because oh, fucking yeah, teenagers that, won't let me get that long. They're trying to kill me with I their... I feel like once we do 200 episodes, that'll be enough. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like we'll have enough of a catalog. There won't be any more shit that teenagers do that we haven't talked about. We'll have to start answering adult questions. Yeah, children are quite literally our future on this show. Or, and the future is, is, running, is running out. We're running out of future. Or we're going to have to, like, start going to fucking Spencer's Gifts and doing some, some polling. <laughs> Doing some census work on the ground. Have you heard about anything dirty? Hey, what do kids do? <laughs> Butt checking? No, nah, we did that. Vagina chewing? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Griffin joked about it once. We can't do that one a- anymore. We invented that, actually, accidentally. We invented vagina chewing. Kids, please, start doing some really messed up things. Like, really depraved. Yeah, and keep us going. Us. Just keep a, keep this show going. We're running it. This but in the, no way are we endorsing the horrible things you're going to do to your own body. But, but do tell us about them. But do tell. If it's going to happen to someone, you can even abstract the story so it happened to a buddy. A wink. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, don't do that. We got to legally cover ourselves here. Don't do these things. Don't do anything. Uh, it, but do, you know, feel free to listen to this next question. You've earned yourself that much. My wife and I recently found out we're going to have a second child. For our first one, we got a name pretty quickly. Matt's worked out pretty well, but we're stumped on this one. Any advice on finding that perfect name that's from Addled in Alabama? I like the idea of the first name. It worked out pretty well. Like there's like a ch- <laughs> like it's a fucking like fluid. Like the you name your kid Douglas, and then like the world's most famous mass murderer is named Douglas, and you're like, well, <laughs> shit, uh, damn it. Do you think he check with the baby? Like, hey, baby. How's your name going? Are you a Douglas? I just want to do a quick. Let me dip in real quick, baby. Um, yeah. Thumbs up. Your Thumbs baby. Down. Your baby. As soon as he learns to speak and put together like cogent thought, is like, ah oh, man, I'm. You should have gone with the correct answer was Craig. <laughs> I've been a Craig since day one. I just feel like I'm a Craig trapped in a Douglas body. Right. You should not name your children until I think you should let them name themselves. Or let ooh let your first child name your second child. Oh, that's fun. Because every ch- every child born unto the United States will be called trucks. <laughs> this is my son Cheerio. <laughs> I think that was my first word, Cheerio. I think Cheerios. Good job. Get those complex carbohydrates. Yeah. Going Introduce them early. Well, at least it go. wasn't like, uh oh, crunch berries. You know what I mean? Like they're far. <laughs> they're it's all berries. Yeah. At least your first. This is my little brother, Paschetti. Mm-hmm. Get it? Because <laughs> I can't say it because I'm two. Or if your kid is older, your, your first child is like eight, and he just names him like uh, the other one. Mommy's new favorite. Yeah. Oh, it got sad. What if you got like the right age for a kid? You could come up with a pretty banging name, though. Like if you let your, say, seven year old 
name your baby Decepticon. Wait. That could be pretty good, I Wait, think. Wait, is he naming the baby Decepticon, or did you have a baby Decepticon? No, 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 no. That technology is years away. I'm <laughs> okay. saying just that you let the child name the other baby based on what, uh, whatever, you know, whatever he's into. What, what are you into right now, kid? Captain Feathersword, the baby? That sounds like a good name. Put on the certificate. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, I don't want to talk about celebrity gossip on this show, but we're about to. Because I saw this news story. I saw this news article on the Times. <laughs> One of the Times. Um, <laughs> Kanye West and Kim Kardashian named their baby North, making the baby's name Northwest. And We can all agree that that's fresh. That's right? fresh as that's, shit, except yeah. they came out. And they said, it's not, the name is not like the cardinal direction. The name, they were saying like north is like up, and that's where this baby's going. It's on a skyward trajectory. Which So I'm sorry, were they trying to make a case for the fact that both this child's names were cardinal directions were unrelated? Like they didn't realize till after? No. Is that what I you're think, saying? I think that they are trying to make that argument. They're also trying to make the argument... That when you look up in the sky, that direction is north. It's not, dog. That's that direction is up, upwards. You collaborated you with God. Maybe up. up. You, colla- <laughs> you collaborated with God once. I don't think he's gonna change <laughs> physics for you. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it, yeah. We I had I had to work part of the retainer on the album. Is uh, north is up now, and forwards is uh, is just Jesus. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what, though, these compasses are fucked up. Are you guys coming to uh, Yeezus by Yeezus East this year? <laughs> so see some pretty good shows there. Surprisingly, Yeezus is not performing. My, you know, uh, a lot of people will give me shit for this. My favorite Rob Reiner movie is still Yeezus. That's mm-hmm. my. I know it's a little off the wall, but uh, I really think um, that <laughs> Elijah me, Wood is good in it. Fourteen whole seconds. To understand it. <laughs> um, do you guys want uh, Yahoo? Northwest is a good name. It is a good name. Just fucking, just like, own it. You know what I mean? Yeah. This Yahoo was sent in by Jacob Locker. Thank you, Jacob Locker. It's by Yahoo Answers user Cassie, who asks, I want to bury stuff. What will protect it in the ground? I want to put stuff in a box and bury it. What will protect the box? A bigger <laughs> box. Larger box. Oh, yeah, but then you think of, like, coffins and shit, like I almost always am. And then, like, this worms and bugs and dirt and nutrients and shit get in there. You, you, you got to put keep... another box. Well, so wait a minute. You, you got to double box it. Right, but it... I think it depends on, like, what you're burying, right? Because if you're burying something that already has dirt in it, like a butt... How bad can it get? How, yeah, it's just gonna it's gonna keep going down that path. There's really nothing you could do to to prevent it. You're saying pre-ruin your shit, and then when you put it in the ground, like it's not gonna get any worse. It's already shitty. That's a pretty dumb idea, but it's no worse than Travis's shitty Matryoshka doll uh, uh, idea of box upon box upon box upon box. Mm-hmm. Although that, <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Um, I thought that this I thought this podcast was a free exchange of ideas. <laughs> I was, I was not aware that this was a hate factory. Um, it wasn't, but then after we hired Paula D, <laughs> she insisted. Hate factory, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the hate factory. The world's worst stand-up comic club. 
You look slightly Italian. <laughs> Can we not? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Little kids are always burying their shit. Why not? Why not put it in? Why not put it in a tree? Why not do like a little kid sky burial, where you cover it with you know with berries and other things that birds like, and then they'll just take your things in the sky. Are you are you even talking English now? There's you haven't I heard of what cannot... it's a sky burial where like somebody dies and they let them get down okay. to just bones. It's getting a little okay. morbid, but they let the body just get down to just bones and they cover those bones in sweet scents. And then mm-hmm. they put it on top of a mountain, and birds just carry it in the sky. Sky burial. The birds carry the bones away. Birds carry away the bones. They don't remain in the sky, I imagine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that a plane is going to be flying like over the Alps somewhere and then run into a bone cloud. Because that would be pretty gnar. But I am saying, for temporarily, your bones are in flight. They're in transit. So it's not a sky burial so much as a various locations nearby burial. Well, it's mm-hmm. a burial for as long as a bird can stay interested in carrying anything. It's a sh- which uh, newsflash is very short. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a nest burial. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you're becoming part. You're getting back into the fucking live stream. Back into the man. I do like that though. I want my energy to help support a beautiful robin egg. That's what I'm saying. I would rather birds didn't shit all over my corpse though. Well, it's it's just your bones. And really, once you get down to that's bones, true. that's not you anymore. It's just bones. Yeah. I think it was uh I think Mary Roach wrote about that in Stiff where she talked about um just the natural cycle of life where it ends with birds <laughs> shitting all over you. Do you know? Do you know who would make a great nest? Jermichael Finley is looking so good this season. Chris Sabones, put him in the sky, put him in a nest, no matter where he is. Football, baseball, basketball, high ally. Dude's got the best bones. If I was a bird and I could make a nest out of Chris Sabones, I think oh, there are I, it would be able to support it would be something I would pass down to the next generation of birds. There are mm-hmm. vultures. Just like chilling outside of his Cincinnati compound, just waiting for the day. I think we're done. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, my brother, my brother, and me. Uh, note, p- programming note, uh, if I may be so bold, uh, we have a new addition to the Maximum Fun family, uh, and it's a show called Sawbones that's made by me and Sounds my wife. Sounds shitty. Jeannie, who's a- yeah. No, it's good. It's made by me and my wife, Sydney. She's a doctor, and we talk about um, the history of medicine. But it's it's a silly show about the history of medicine because I'm dumb. Our now, first Justin, ep- I've heard it's a 45-minute-long fart. Is that true? <laughs> no, it's, there's no farts. We haven't done that episode yet. Our first episode is about trepanation, which is a, 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 a medical procedure that involves putting a head, hole in your head. Uh, you can find it on iTunes. If you could subscribe and like tell your friends and rate and review and everything, that would be supremely helpful. And These if, opening weeks are so important for the podcast. If you could fucking like not stop listening to our podcast when you mm-hmm. like make yeah. a hole in your life for Justin and Sydney's new podcast, that's not this one. Like I, have I would, I, like I as the only this being the only podcast that I really do other than Besties, which doesn't count. Um, I just, it's so important to me that you guys maintain. So oh, put, and in case anyone's wondering, my uh, podcast is still dead. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh, man. I am working on a new to, podcast, though. But. Why do you have to make this about you? Why can't this one moment be about me? Fuck. Oh, also, uh, John Hodgman has a special on Netflix called Ragnarok, uh, filmed in front of a live audience, and it's 
absolutely hilarious. Make sure you check it out. I will and check that out. That's free on Netflix. Still, Stream it's it. way better than Justin's thing. I am still mm-hmm. looking for angel investors for my Pokemon Logistics podcast. <laughs> uh, we're in Series A right now, funding requests, and like I don't know anything about any of those words I said. So if you're a businessman, a businessman, and you want to give me some help, I will not turn it down. Uh, hey, listen. Thank you to people tweeting about the show, like uh, Sean McNamara, Jeremy Frank, Arthur Barnhouse, uh, Symphony Man, uh, Peter Williams, Jess Baker, Dr. Dinosaur, Casey Green, Bonnie Hardwick, everybody, uh, you're the absolute best. Uh, Thank you for spreading the show around. Um, We love you very much. Um, I want to thank John Roderick and The Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Um... Not the only song on that album. There are several others. Um, just you know, if you if you're if you want to be cheap, you know, check it out on Spotify. But I I must insist that you buy the album, both in its uh, physical vinyl and and digital forms. Our last question is coming to us from uh, Young Griffin McElroy. He's got one for us to think about over the week, and then of course, as always, we'll come back and answer it next week, which is just our way of enticing you yeah. to uh, continue to stay with it's us. It's just a fun thing we always do. Yep. Um, it's It was sent in by Jacob Blocker. Thank you, Jacob Blocker. My boy. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Question mark, who asks? How much are 120 silly bands worth? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, and me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.